welcome to or welcome back to the But How podcast. For anybody who is new here, my name is Aaliyah and I am the host of this podcast. And if you want to connect with me, I'm just going to get this out of the way right away. My Instagram is always linked in the show notes. It is at Aaliyah May underscore underscore. I'm going to assume that most of you are returning people who are listening to this podcast. But if not, um, I do usually give an intro as to like what this podcast is about and what but how means. But it is kind of a lengthy intro whenever I add it on to any episode. And since this episode is quite a bit longer, I want to keep the intro as short as possible. So we have a lot to talk about in this episode. I have an amazing guest on this week's episode. This is definitely an episode where if you are listening, you are going to take something away from it. So please listen through all the way through the podcast. Um, I don't want to make this intro too long. I just wanted to pop in and say hi, plug my Instagram real quick, and I really want this episode to just speak for itself. So we talk about childhood trauma, conditioning, how to change your mindset, which is basically what my entire podcast is about, as well as some astrology, because would this even be a how podcast if I did not reference astrology with my guests? No, it would not. (laughs) So we have a lot going on in this episode. I hope y'all enjoy. And if you do, please make sure that you rate this podcast wherever you are listening. It really helps me out a lot. And I really appreciate every single one of you who tunes in every single week and listens to my podcast. You have the post notifications on and you're a true ass fan. Um, And regardless, even if you don't, like, I, I still love you. The love is still there. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast. So we obviously have a lot to talk about, as I've said, in this episode. So without further ado, let's get on to this episode. And we're recording. Sweet. Okay. All right, everybody. So today I am joined by my wonderful, amazing, blissful friend, Briggs, Actually, that's not his name, but that's what we're going to call him for the sake of this episode because Briggs is starting a podcast. I'm just going to say this real quick before we get started with anything else, talking about all of the crazy woo-woo topics that we want to get into today. Um, the, The podcast is called Blissful Breakfast with Briggs. Is that what you're going with for the podcast? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the podcast is called Blissful Breakfast with Briggs. And this actually started his podcast and my podcast kind of like bounced off of each other because he had started these little segments on Facebook where we were friends and I just would see him pop up every single morning with these little like 10 minute, sometimes five minute videos just talking about views on life and relationships and uh, career and everything that's like super important in our lives that sometimes we can push like one area to the side and he really just would cover everything and I was like wow I want to be on that like I want to talk to an audience and like say some shit that I want to say so um we recorded three episodes for like Facebook so only like our Facebook friends could see them and then I was like I need to broadcast this to a larger audience and I need to start my own podcast so I started a podcast and then because of that and now he's starting a podcast also after like we get talking about all like the spirituality and stuff like that like it's just kind of hard not to like 
want to share your experiences with everybody else. So um, I'm going to stop rambling here, let you take the floor for a little bit and kind of talk about uh, what your goals are with the podcast and the audience that you want to reach. And um, yeah, ultimately just why you started the, why you're going to be starting the podcast in the first place. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Aaliyah. It was, it was such a blessing to meet you at that time and to connect with you. And then the videos that we did together got like the most engagement, like the the most views. So it was, uh, yeah, it was so fun to like, I don't know, Aaliyah just was this positive person that I'd see at the gym. Right. And then we just started talking and then I see like this 5d, I don't know. I just saw like in the fifth dimension or 5d with a location mark on her Instagram profile. I was like, dude, what is that? what does that even mean? So like, I had to like connect with you. It just seemed like you were vibing at that glorious level. And it turns out we were both into the same mystical shit and uh, have similar like life paths as far as understanding like the nature of the universe and different principles and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled that you like started a podcast because you have such valuable um, insights and just such a beautiful energy to give. So like, good for you. And yeah, now I'm like, all right, well, she's starting a podcast now I gotta make it official and start a podcast so but I did yeah, it because I, you helped me to like put my my shit out there like I had all of this inside of me and I would share it with my friends and as soon as I started sharing those videos that you posted on the blissful breakfast with Briggs I was like well wow, people actually like this and they like what we both have to say like I was moving so obviously we couldn't keep doing them together but like they did really well and people really like them so like two people who have open throat chakras, just gotta get together and record a podcast together, I guess. Our ideas kind of bounce off each other, right? Like you started this thing on Facebook, I started a podcast, and now you're starting a podcast. And I'm just so happy and I'm super excited for you. And the podcast is going to be launching at the end of the month, correct? Yeah, depending on when this actually pops out, it's it's already launched. Yeah, about the end of June. So yeah, and I'm, I'm so stoked that you, you started grooving with the podcast because you were just made for this Aaliyah, but yeah, I, I mean, I have my, my podcast. Yeah. I just shortened it down to the blissful breakfast and, uh, uh, I'm super stoked to actually get this thing out there. And I remember like during the beginning of quarantine, uh, I, I like had some friends who were just getting really like into this like negative state and like fearful about all this different stuff. And, and I was just like, they're like, oh, Briggs, you need to do your blissfuls. Because I had, I had kind of like tested the concept of a podcast previously, but I didn't really stick with it. And then all of a sudden, like, dude, I started going on Instagram live every single day, and uh, which I wasn't that great at, but like, it was a great test of like, wow, I feel like people need like encouragement and stuff. Because I just saw the world as like, yeah, man, this is, this is it. This is glorious. Like old systems are falling down and like the world is getting crazy. But in my eyes, I just saw that it was just like transforming into a new earth. And I was like, yes, I was super stoked about it. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, I'm now finally like curating it a little bit better and got my process down. So looking out, you know, looking to see how I can yeah, get the blissful breakfast out as an actual podcast and uh, try to help help people bliss out just a little bit more. Well, you've definitely helped me to bliss out and just like find my voice, honestly. So I just want to thank you for that, like before we get any further. And I'm super excited to like follow you along on your journey. And the best part about podcasting and just putting yourself out there and being in the fifth dimension is that like, 
nothing matters. Like you just, you don't really care. And if you can say something that would help benefit somebody else's life, like why the heck not? It might offend 10 people, but if it helps one person, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like that one person really needed to hear what you have to say. And it just takes certain people to step up and just voice their opinions and their views and their thoughts to make a difference and I think you definitely have the power to do that so make sure y'all listen to the blissful breakfast I will definitely absolutely 100% have it linked in this episode so go check that out (laughs) oh thank you so much Aaliyah for the props on that oh my gosh you you mentioned something that I love about your character and what you your beliefs on like nothing matters and I've said that a lot in my life and I feel like I've offended people or like what you know they take that a different way. And to me, just like you, it's just nothing matters. Why not? You know, they have nothing to lose. Like what? nothing, nothing really matters that much. It's just a game we're living in. So you might as well just have fun with it. So I love though. how you say that. Can, can you just like, yeah, it's, where did you like get that? Um, okay. So whenever, like when I was younger, I was definitely a very like negative and like not happy person. And I looked at the glass as always half empty. And I say that, and I've said it before in an episode, because like, I've had friends tell me like, bro, you need to start looking at the glasses, like half full or like all the way full, you know, like you are just so negative, you know, like, and it, that to me, somebody telling me that was enough for me to be like, okay, I need to obviously change something about the way that I'm thinking. And I started to really think about everything that I would previously stress out about. So um, let's just go back in time to a point where I was in school and I would stress about my homework and like failing a class. And like, I'm not saying that school isn't important and that you shouldn't take it serious, but like if you're failing and it's really just not vibing with you and like, um, you're having a shitty time in your career or like your relationship hit a bump in the road, look back at a moment where that had happened previously or something really bad happened to you. Like, does it matter right now? Like in this moment that we're living in, does any of that matter? No, it doesn't. It literally does not. All that can happen from a shitty experience is that you can grow from it and you can learn from it. And anything really that comes my way now, I just kind of giggle a little bit. Of course, I get a little bit stressed sometimes because I'm human and like I still have feelings and I'm not an alien yet. I'm manifesting an alien abduction for them to do DNA upgrades on me because I really need that shit. But for now, since I'm human with emotions, (laughs) I still do have those experiences. But the way that I think about it now is like, what am I going to learn from this? How am I going to grow from it? And when you think about it like that, really, it just boils down to the fact that nothing truly matters that much. Oh man, that's money, Aaliyah, right there. Like, let's just drop the mic. That's all people, that's all we need right that's there. That's the end of the episode, guys. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so valuable though. Like being able to look at the external circumstance and be like, oh wow, what's the universe teaching me? What, 
you know, we'll kind of learn from that. And you said it perfectly, you know, you're going to have the stressful times. It's still going to like trigger you. It's still going to feel whatever, but then like, oh, you can get to the point where like, well, why, how, like, how can I learn from this? And then, yeah, I'm all about that. Like uh, the alien upgrade and upgrade our <laughs> DNA from the two strand back to the 12 strand where we began and just like transcend all that shit. Yes. Um, another thing, actually, and I wanted to start out by asking you this. So this is a good um, kind of builds off of that. Um, you had asked me in one of the blissful breakfasts what the meaning of life is to me. And I answered it on there. Um, and I'll have that linked if you guys can like view it or not. But basically, I just said that life is all about learning lessons and experiencing new things. And I guess that also, when you think about why you're living and your meaning, it makes it easier to let external factors just kind of go to the side. Like it doesn't really matter as much because you're living for yourself and your truth. So now let me ask you, what is the meaning of life, Briggs? Oh man, that's a, that's, I'd love when you, when you go in with like the real questions, like when I sit down and <laughs> like, not everyone likes this, but when I sit down with people, I'll just be like, Hey, wh what happens when you die? I like going just right in to just like, all right, what do you believe? <laughs> Me too. Like, Whenever I everyone... meet somebody, I'm like, either we're going to talk about music, aliens, or your childhood traumas. You get a pick. <laughs> There's oh, one that's kind of safe, but if you don't really like music, I'm probably not going to vibe with you anyways. If you're willing to talk about aliens or your childhood trauma, we're probably going to be friends. <laughs> oh my gosh, Aaliyah. I'm stealing that. Dear God. Yeah. Let's talk about trauma and aliens, please. Oh, absolutely. They're my favorite things. But yeah, to your question, I'll have to just expand on your answer because your answer is, is perfect and I think the actual you know meaning of this life is for us to learn and grow and to express ourselves as, as the one creator through like individual incarnations uh but so like ultimately we choose the meaning that we have we choose our path and we like you know we, we get to choose what our meaning of life is ultimately but I think from uh my current perspective and understanding of the way the the universe works we're we're, we're infinite immortal souls and we're just we chose to have this uh, this kind of temporary incarnation experience here on earth. Life is literally a game and it's for our soul progression to grow and evolve and to learn things we haven't. And so we can raise our density and grow into the higher dimensions of uh, our spiritual existence. Yes. And for anybody who's kind of like, what the fuck did he just say? Like that's way <laughs> over my head. Um, let me just like kind of put that into different terms for other people. So you mm -hmm. get to choose your outcome of life. And I want everybody listening to think about a time where they made a decision that affected their life for the better and think about everything leading up to it and your gut instinct telling you like, this is the way that you have to go. This is what you have to do. Or maybe, you know, you're in a job that you don't like and a relationship that you don't want to be in or living somewhere where you don't want to, and you can just feel it. Right. And that is your gut telling you like, make a decision for yourself and your happiness and live the life that you want to. And that's your intuition. And a lot of people have trouble listening to their intuition because they don't know what it means and they don't they've never practiced it right people say like I have a feeling in my gut but that gut feeling is your intuition telling you 
what's right and what's wrong and what path you need to take in your life. So I think that that's a good point to start at when you're asking yourself, like, what do you want out of life and what's the purpose here and what's the meaning? What's your dharma? How did you adapt to that like mindset of just being truly unapologetically yourself and talking about, you know, you're married, you have a kid, but you don't attach your happiness to like in like the things in the actual physical world, but obviously still love and support your family. You know, that takes a different Mm -hmm. level of Mm -hmm. like consciousness almost to detach yourself from that because then you can be happy on your own and then you can show up as a better version for these other people so kind of two-part question there but how did you start on this path way of thinking because I know you said that like the whole spirituality thing came from like like talking to me and having these conversations with me but like you started the blissful breakfast so long ago and said some really like woke shit that made me like gravitate towards you so what's your upbringing in that aspect yeah I really love how practical you are and you kind of bring it back and I I I so respect that and that's what it's all about I I wanted a quick I'll I'll answer that question but I wanted a quick expand on your like listening to your gut and your intuition I think that's like that is such a core fundament to this earth and figuring out who we are and what we, we what we can be and you know I always thought like one another way of like discovering what your intuition is saying what your body and your soul is telling you is like does it feel good or doesn't it feel good and that's kind of what you were saying about listening to your gut like does this do I get excited thinking about this or going in that direction or taking this job or talking to that person or does it close me off and do I feel bad and I feel like our internal guidance system is like it's very simple it's like does it feel good or doesn't it and uh, so anyway yeah um so that's <laughs> Um, balancing all the things and um, yeah being I'm a dad and a a husband and uh, do all the things and have a house and a job and blah 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 Um, so so did you ask me like how I got into the spiritual stuff and how I like balance life with with spirituality Um, so like how you adapted to I mean before spirituality your mindset was just of that like the fifth dimensional thinking you just didn't know that it was at that I think I said that in like a blissful episode I was like you're totally in the Mm. fifth dimension you just like don't know it yet (laughs) but I think more so what I'm wondering is like how you have adapted to just a positive mindset and like you're you're always smiling, you're always happy. And like, that's how we like met was like, you coming into the gym, being one in maybe 20 people that would walk through the door to actually say hi and like interact and want to like, ask me how my day is like, it's so important to like, make other people feel good and welcomed and loved Mm. like, and you just do such a good job at that because of your mentality and the way that you think about life. So like, have you always been this way? Like, how did you get there? Like, oh, tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Uh, no, I was super nervous, super awkward kid, very like, had no self-esteem, no self-confidence, just this string bean white kid with no skills, no anything, played too many video games. And like, my parents got divorced and I didn't really have a father figure and super poor and like all the things. And I just like, could, it took me a long time to piece it together. And I think I finally, you know, in high school and 
early high school sucked, but like later in high school, I started to like, oh, okay, become my own person and, you know, started like, I don't know, making new friends that were actually like good for me and, you know, learning some skills, playing drums and guitar and doing some things that kind of built self-confidence, but it took me a while to really get there. And I've always naturally been sort of on the positive side of things and trying to find the positive and just being generally um, gracious and nice, but at, at the same time, like, you know, having to figure out who, who I was and actually be able to um, overcome anxiety and just being made fun of in school and all that, all that kind of usual stuff. Right. But I think the, the download, the upgrade, um, my mom had passed away on my last year of college when I was like 22 and she was like, met the world to me. And so I, I felt like I basically lost everything. Like, well, no parents, you know, my dad was still kind of, you know, he's not like, I wouldn't say he's not like a father figure. He's, he's a biological dad that you see every once in a while. And, and uh, so he wasn't really that for me. So yeah, yeah, you get it. So it just like no parents, no nothing. I like my girlfriend broke up with me. I like finished school and moved back home and I felt like I had nothing. And so I don't know when you're, when you're faced with that and you're the person who's your shining light in your life. You know, my mom had such a, a beautiful, she has such a hard life. Like her, she was beaten by her parents and like knives were thrown at her and she was like, you know, molested all sorts of stuff. She was so, she always looked to like, see what she could do to help people. And I felt like I had to like carry on this legacy of her love and her unconditional love. And that I definitely got that from my mom. And so when you lose that and you feel like you lose everything, I just, I was very angry for a while, but then like a year later, just something clicked and I'm like, who I don't care about anything anymore. Like life, life doesn't matter. So I might as well just choose what I want to do. And so then I just didn't give a fuck about anything, what anyone thought. As and I just had should. permission to just reinvent. Yeah. <laughs> I had permission to like reinvent myself and just start over and just become who I felt like being. And so then my early 20s since then, it's been kind of a journey of just choosing to um, make the most of it and to like focus on well, how can I enrich the lives of those around me? How can I help people heal so they don't have to suffer through cancer or whatever the thing is? So yeah, it's been a very intentional choice since then, I suppose, on just showing up to the world uh, as, as a happy being and helping, the, helping other people to uh, yeah, to be a little bit happier, yeah, to be encouraged. And yeah, like you said, all it takes sometimes is a smile and like asking a question. So. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple things I want to talk about within that. But one question I kind of asked before, because like, this is obviously something I can't relate with, because I don't have a kid to take care of, or like a significant other to like, mm -hmm. you know, live with and bounce my energy off of. And I know, like, you showed me some crystals that your wife has and talking about tarot cards, like she's good shit. So like, you're very lucky in that aspect. But also like, it can be challenging because there are going to be days where like you might be feeling down and she might be having a really good day. And I know in an episode of blissful, you did, uh, talking about how you don't rely your happiness on others. And I love that, mm -hmm. but a lot of people might view that as something that's selfish because it's like, Oh, you don't care about that person. But like, it, it's really not like that. You know, it's, you care about them so much so that you're going to let them do your thing, their thing. You're going to do your thing so that you're not both down. You're not both in this slump together. And then once you get down there, it's very easy to just keep going down and down and down and down. So like, 
balancing that with like the responsibilities that you have I mean it's not really responsibility the relationships that you have in your life that like I can't relate to can you like talk about that I guess like when your daughter's having a bad day or like when you see that she's hurting or whatever like how do you deal with that from a spiritual aspect Oh, this is, this is good shit, Aaliyah. This is the real <laughs> nitty gritty. Yeah. I mean, you touched right on a principle <laughs> that I believe in. Yeah. Right in there. I mean, what I believe is, is I, when you, when you're able to be whole within yourself and put your own oxygen mask on first, then you, then you are actually able to help the people around you. So I suppose first in order to handle everything, I, I just take full responsibility for myself, for, for, for everything that happens. So like, okay, it's, my fault, so to speak. Like, how can, what do, how can I do to help this situation? And uh, yeah, like it's being in a relationship is, is hard. It's work and it's all the things and having a kid is a, yeah, that's, that's the toughest job ever. Um, but yeah, when my, if my wife's not jiving today, if, if Mary's not feeling it, if something's going on, or if my daughter, if she's just like freaking out over something, man, <laughs> like that no matter who you are that's tough to deal with um so first of all I'm able to be up earlier and like meditated like if i'm if i like meditated and i am at least a little bit centered and relaxed and out of my ego and out of my body um well i can handle the when my daughter freaks out in the morning is throwing a fit and doesn't want to get dressed and is super hungry um I can handle that just with a little bit more grace, like, oh my gosh, you know, she's probably starving or, oh man, I totally get it. She wanted to snooze in and, oh man, I didn't wake her up early enough because I know she likes to have her time in the morning. So I'm able to take kind of control, but okay, well, how can I fix this? Do the girl probably just need some food. Um, Most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Just a little hangry action. So if I can take responsibility for how, how I'm showing up, that allows me to help like serve the situation that I'm in a lot better. So I think that's probably uh, number one, number one is just taking responsibility Um, and then going in with grace. And sometimes that's super hard. You know, I think a great example for like being in a relationship uh, with a partner night. So there'd be a lot of times, like if you're in a relationship, you're going to trigger each other. Right. And like some things will come up and like, that's a part of the beauty of being in a relationship. And so when you, when you have childhood trauma, you close it off until you're in a safe enough place for it to come out. And that's going to, you know, anytime you get triggered, it's a trauma ready to, to come out. And it's mm-hmm. hard to, to recognize that sometimes you just get pissed and you're angry and blah, blah, blah. But with my, uh, with, with Mary, you know, we've had the beautiful opportunity to help trigger each other a lot. And like in the past year, we've gone through a lot of stuff. And so like, if she's having a really rough morning or if she's just in, in, in an attitude or if something's going on, uh, man, like the best the, the thing that works the most is when I just like don't react to that and take a deep breath and this oh okay so she's recognizing that she's that's not the problem it's something within her there's a different root cause of this and I may be contributing to that and so how can I hold space and have grace and love and compassion and then the more that I like I don't want to say ignore, but the more I sort of 
move forward with love and grace and like, oh, maybe I can talk to her about it tomorrow. Maybe it was really hurting my feelings, but if I can just like give it more space and have more grace, that's going to be the ticket to, to handling those situations. But beautiful question, Aaliyah. I feel like that's, there needs to be a masterclass on that. And I'm yeah, <laughs> in the process of learning how to, how to be effective at that, but it's, yeah. it's, it's it can be tough. You already brought up one of my favorite topics, which we kind of talked about a little bit, like we need to get into, and that's childhood trauma. And I've definitely said probably at least once in every episode of mine, like you have no idea what other people's experiences are, what they're Mm. going through, what's happening. And like, you can't take that upon them and take responsibility for like the way that they're feeling. But what you can do is you can acknowledge it and just let them like go through the motions of what they're feeling and put yourself in their shoes also like what triggers you and when you're feeling triggered how do you want other people to respond to that and then start acting in a way that you want other people to respond so if you're reacting within seconds like just constantly rebuttaling and going back and forth bickering with people I think it's really important to know and I didn't know about this until I heard it on a podcast, but you have full permission to do whatever you want with your life, right? This isn't new news, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. specifically when you're arguing with somebody, you are allowed to tell that person, Hey, I'm going to need some time to like recollect my energy. I think we should just like even go to separate rooms for like an hour, maybe even 10 minutes, just Mm. breathe and just like recognize the feeling in your body. If you're the one that's going through it. Or if somebody is reacting to that way to you, just still ask, you know, hey, like, let's just separate ourselves from each other in the situation for a minute. And then we can come back together and figure it out, you know, without going back and forth and arguing and saying things that we don't actually mean. Yeah, I have a really, uh, hopefully it's short, a quick example on this. That's such a beautiful point, just removing yourself from the situation and just like sitting with that, like, why, why did they get so triggered? I think last year, and I, I've mentioned this on my podcast before, but on my uh, last year, I just, I got so triggered and angry at, at Mary, my partner. And it was from something really small. She had came up and I was trying to log into my online banking for like one of my business account. And it like, I couldn't get in. And it was a repeating pattern. I like, I feel like for the past like six months, I'd been asking her, because she's kind of the CFO of our house. Like, I, you know, I, I cook a lot more and do dishes and like she handles mail and going to the <laughs> bank and that stuff, which is glorious because I hate that crap. But yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful relation, like symbiotic situation there usually. But um, so she was, uh, she said, yeah, you know, I'll make sure your online banking is working or whatever. And like time after time again, like every time I checked, it wasn't working. I couldn't log in. And I was like, I just got pissed. Like, seriously, like this one thing I asked and you couldn't do it and it's been months and it's still not done. But like she had called the bank that day. Like she had tried to get in, but then we got locked out or blah, 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 whatever the reason was. And so like my brain was like, oh, well, yeah, like, of course I have grace. Like, it's not a big deal. She tried, she did everything she could. She's super busy. Like, oh my gosh, she has so many things on her plate. Like, yeah, like there's no reason to get angry even though like it's something that I felt like I've been asking for, but my heart, I just shut down. Right. So like, okay, I got triggered. I shut down. It was something small, but I was super pissed. And I just like remove, luckily I had the, the wherewithal. Cause it's hard to actually remove yourself from the situation. 
you're so angry sometimes it's you want like it feels good to like oh be angry yeah. but I like yeah but somehow but like just I just was able to remove myself from the situation and I don't know why I don't normally take baths but I just like it was in the evening and I had like took an Epsom salt bath I don't know if someone was sick and we were in the habit of doing that I don't know why but I like meditated and took a bath which is really weird for me but then I like asked myself like well why did I get so mad and I like, my brain teleported me to a moment when I was a little kid and I witnessed my mom having a mental breakdown. She was in the van we had gotten home and my mom had struggled with some mental stuff. And every once in a while, she would have these kind of mental breakdowns and just like she couldn't handle it. And she resorted to the attitude of a child who just didn't want to do anything and didn't want to talk. And I was, it was kind of freaky to experience as a little kid. Um, and so I remember, I kind of remember like my older sister taking care of my mom and then my dad wasn't there and it was just me. And so my mom wasn't focused on me. My older sister was focused on my mom. And then I had a younger sister who I felt like, you know, I'm older, I have to take care of her. But I just remember feeling so lost and unsupported. Like I was a real big one. I felt unsupported, unloved, and like no one had my back. And uh, which is funny because I really, you know, I struggled with scoliosis and back problems for a long time. I don't anymore, but I, I did. They're and linked. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got triggered from Mary because I felt like she didn't have my back and I was unsupported. And it has nothing to do with that situation or with Mary. That's me. And that's me as a little kid being hurt and feeling like no one has my back. And that's a something that's perpetual for a long time. And I feel like I had to just have independence because no one has my back. I have to do it myself. And it was like this moment. It was so beautiful to be able to like discover that myself. And all it took was just a little bit of asking my soul, ask my body, you know, why am I feeling this way? And so, yeah, Aaliyah, that's great advice. Just like remove yourself from the situation and sit with it. I couldn't cut you off there, but I got goosebumps when you were talking about that, because that's exactly the way that I think as well. Like, I know I'm a human being. I make mistakes, although I really do try to like have everybody's best interests at heart. I'm still going to say things that are going to upset people and offend people and do things that people don't like, obviously. And it can be obviously really hard when somebody comes at you and tells you that you're in the wrong or that you're doing something wrong mm -hmm. and you want to react in that instant. But I have really, really, really put so much intention into not reacting to situations because I know I'm a Sagittarius I'm a fire sign guys so like when I'm mad like people are like who the fuck are you honestly like that's not like the Aaliyah that I know because it oh. it can be it can be like just like when I have all that energy just like cooped up inside of me so like I know now because through like self-exploration and like finding out who I am and what I want and why I am conditioned the way that I am I know that I have to breathe and I have to be with myself and my thoughts and let everything process before I can give an answer because otherwise I'm just going to say something that I don't mean and I'm going to regret and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and just build up and sometimes there's just a point of no excuse me, return you know like you just you can't take back what you say so if you have the space and the time and a partner who is willing to support you in that aspect like practice it for real like try it it works <laughs> and you'd be really surprised of like the shit that can come up and 
it will take you back honestly to probably a time in your childhood where you were experiencing a similar emotion or a similar situation. And then you can remove that conditioning from yourself after you've acknowledged it and just form a new way of thinking. That's so clutch. Putting that into practice is, it can be difficult, but if you can, if you can, yeah, figure it out, if you can practice it, that's just going to be the most valuable thing in your life. And like, good on you for being able to, to intentionally not act out on your anger. I would, I would never want to see you angry at me. Elia. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When I was in high school, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but like, I have always had this thing. And this is because I grew up without my biological father in my life or like I hated men for like so long in my life mm-hmm. where I was just like every man's going to let me down and disappoint me. And mm-hmm. in high school, I punched two boys in the face. Like that's how like I can be I, not to this day. I truly don't think I would ever act in violence like again, because that's just not the answer ever. But like just to give you a little like background there like I definitely have violently acted out on people to the point where like now I know like that's not an option like you cannot act like that that's ridiculous like why are you acting that way and it's because of childhood trauma (laughs) oh man that's cool to hear that story because it frames up your new mantra of like there's no reason for hate (laughs) I love (laughs) how you talk about like there's absolutely no reason for hate you know, to stay in anger and for this, like this, we don't need any hate in the world. And I like, oh, yeah, man, I love that. That's going to be on a shirt. That's going to, we need that on a canvas. Yes, there really isn't though. I mean, like if you, as the listener, think about somebody that you have strong feelings of, I don't, I don't like the word hate, but if you can honestly say that you hate somebody really ask yourself, why is it because you're jealous of them? Is it because mm of something that you guys have like unresolved like figure that out and move on from that because you're holding on to that somewhere in your body and in your mind and if you can just release that in some sort of way like mentally and physically you're going to feel so much lighter and you're going to be able to go through life so much easier and with flow when you're not thinking about oh if I post this picture is like my enemy gonna see it or if I like do this thing like or if Mm -hmm. I act in this way is this person gonna like no, just don't do things for the reaction of other people out of like hate, jealousy, anger. There's no reason for that. There just really isn't. Stay in your own lane and do your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard this beautiful quote where like, if you're holding like anger in your heart or hate towards someone else, you're drinking poison, thinking that it's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. But obviously if you're drinking poison, it's only hurting you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you are the one that is portraying that energy. You don't know how they're actually feeling about you. And I honestly can say like, I I know a handful of people who could say that they dislike me because either they know a previous version of me or they disagree with some of the things that I Mm. say because our beliefs like contradict each other. But honestly, to each their own, like I really don't care if anybody dislikes me or hates me because I still get eight hours of sleep every night. I still like take care of myself. I go to the gym. I'm happy as hell with my life. But Mm. I have always had people who have like kind of viewed me in that way just because I'm so outspoken and I put myself out there and that just kind of just what naturally comes with it. And I used to let it affect me and it would like put me in the shell. And then when you let go of that and stop caring, 
you don't have a shell you're just like a naked turtle just like going through life and you're like well what am I like I'm, like, I'm figuring it out a naked turtle okay I'm writing that one down that's another quote for the books that we need merch for that right now we'll get a t-shirt design done naked we're turtle. both actually talking about making merch so while you're writing that down I'm gonna give the audience a little background on we're, we're talking about the merch so um nobody's gonna be able to find this but I have a mugshot out there and I'm going to be releasing merch with my mugshot on like a t-shirt or like you know I'm thinking like an oversized t-shirt or like a hoodie or something like you can only order it in like large extra large xxl or like 3x because like that's I'm literally wearing a 3x shirt right now like that's my style so stay tuned for that that's just like a little little sneak preview into what's to come it's gonna be so dope <laughs> yeah and we'll have like I feel like a naked turtle like on the back of the shirt <laughs> just a naked turtle trying to find his way through life oh yeah I like that I like that naked turtle trying to find his way yeah <laughs> so good let's segue away from the childhood trauma for anybody who's like extremely triggered by that because I know it can be a lot for anybody who may be just mm. tuning in for the first time and all of this is new to you. Um, yeah, I, re I really hope that everybody who's listening was able to take at least something away from it, but I definitely want to go in the direction of something a little bit more lighthearted. And I think this is really funny because when we were talking, um, we were texting back and forth, like coordinating when we can make this work. And you're like, see you tomorrow, my cosmic homie. I was like, that is literally the best thing that anybody can call. I've never been called a cosmic homie before, but like that literally <laughs> that's, that's me. Like I love space. I love astrology and aliens and all of that. So we have a couple different topics we could talk about here. Do you want to go the alien route or the astrology route? Ooh, let's start with the astrology. That seems a little more grounded. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's not talk about anything crazy except for the fact that there are extraterrestrial beings out there and we're not alone in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing crazy. But nothing crazy, yeah. <laughs> so before we sat down and recorded, I asked Briggs what his sun sign is. And he said he knew at one point the his sun is moon and is rising, but didn't actually know like off the top of his head right now but he's a Virgo which I as somebody who lacks earth in my birth chart tend to gravitate more towards the earth elements and a lot of my friends are Capricorns and Virgos and we got to talking about it a little bit and I was like we got we got to save this for the episode so um do you know what let me ask you do you know what the big three are like when your your sun and your moon and your rising what they mean no, I don't think I do. Fill fill me in, please. Okay, this is great too because I know um uh probably a good chunk of my audience doesn't actually know this either. So everybody gets a little educational moment oh, here. Yes. <laughs> so your sun is often the sign that you know, you already know off the top of your head. So whenever somebody asks you like what's your zodiac sign, you probably say your sun sign most of the time I feel like some people do resonate more with their rising sign and that's when they actually get to know it but I'm getting ahead of myself so your sun is your basic identity it's like who you are as a person your uh your values and um as a Sagittarius they are usually people who are independent 
They love to travel, experience new things and put themselves Mm. out there. Usually are like in some sort of field where they have to communicate often with people like uh, my roommate, actually, she's a Sagittarius. She's a realtor and she is now working for like the top uh, brokerage in uh, Houston because she just worked her way up there through like networking and all of that. So when you know what your like basic identity is that can help you to find a career also and like your love interests and all of that. Um, But your son, yes, your basic identity um, and characteristics about you, your moon rules your emotions. So um, my moon is in Libra. And a Libra is like kind of like they have the balance symbol, right? Like if you look at like the what a the symbol of a zodiac or a, the symbol of the Libra is, is like a what do you call that? Where it's like balancing each other. What am I trying to say? Oh, here? a scale. A scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like balance like that. But Libras are also known to put other people's emotions first and kind of like put theirs to the side. And sometimes I catch myself doing that. And I know that Mm -hmm. now because I know what my moon sign is. And once you know that, it can help you to figure out how you can move through that and move past that and not do that. Because for so long, like I said, when, when somebody that you care about, you know, like tells you like, you're doing something wrong or like you're going about like I, I would take it way too personally and that's because of my moon in Libra like that shit would just hurt me mm. a lot and then whenever it would come down to like my needs versus somebody else's emotionally I would always be willing to just like sacrifice my own energy to make sure that they're feeling good and so being aware of that definitely helped me to scale that in a different way and kind of figure out how to navigate my emotions and then your rising is something that usually you don't identify with until later on in life and it's the person that you are going to become you're becoming or the way that other people perceive you so my rising Mm -hmm. is in gemini and gemini's are actually very similar to sagittarius sagittarii sagittarius's i always hate saying like the plural of something that ends with an s <laughs> that shit makes me cringe i'm not very oh, great at worst. english oh, yeah <laughs> but very similar to that and i found actually most of my friends and my mom like all gemini's and the, like that's because that's my rising and i didn't realize that i've actually dated two gemini's as well when I was younger, because those are like the characteristics that I will, like I already hold within me, but they haven't shined through yet. If that makes sense. So you have your sun, your basic identities, your moon rules, your emotions, and your rising is the way that others perceive you or the person that you are going to become at a later time in your life. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, thank you for that. That's actually really interesting. How do you find, how does one discover their moon and their rising? So you have to go, you have to know your birth time, the exact to the minute, because there are a lot of different things that will change within like minutes to hours, to days, to months, to generational shifts also. So, um, Mm. as you go down, like you have placements in like Neptune and Uranus and Saturn, and like you have the different houses and sometimes there'll there'll be like, not sometimes all the time. If you're born within a certain generation, you'll have those similar qualities of that person because it doesn't shift over 
like daily you know what i mean those mm-hmm. sh- those uh shifts in the pl- the planets and the stars are all happening at different rates so you have the same way of going about certain things just based on the timing that you were born specifically so even twins do not have the same birth chart they're going to be like completely oh, different people so wow. you have to know specifically the time that you were born and you have to know the location because it's different based on like where in the country that you were born at and what mm. literally the sky above looked like so once you find that out you can look up your birth chart and the best way that you can do that i think personally is costar it's the most like universal app where people can connect with other people. So I'm actually going to pull it up for you so you can see it because this is actually, it's really cool. So a lot of my friends I've got to download CoStar and my brother now is an astrology nerd. Like (laughs) after downloading this app, he was like, no way. Like I, I, I have to like, I have to get that. And like, oh my God, I totally am like that. Like once you start to read more about yourself, it's like, oh, okay. Like that makes a lot of sense now. So this is what it looks like, like today. And it goes like, it tells me of what I should be aware of. So it says that there's power in routine and sex and love. And I'm having trouble with thinking, creativity, spirituality, actually social life and self. So I've got a lot of trouble in my chart right now, (laughs) which is interesting because I think I mentioned this before that I feel like I'm going through a shift in my life but all of that's super necessary but you can be more aware of it once you know like what's going on in the sky above us that controls our energy Mm. so you can check it daily and find out like um for example uh it can tell you like when you're it would be best to execute a project or to communicate with somebody about your needs and your wants or mm-hmm. when not to like it's just super helpful in all those aspects to like help you get through your day-to-day life wow i so like my first that is so fascinating this i, I think you're putting it together for me because my first instinct when i hear that's like oh crap well, i don't want some stupid app or the stars to tell me that i'm having a bad day or i'm not going to be creative today like to me that my first instinct is like screw you i'm going to choose what i want to do today however you know i've heard the quote that like the only difference between millionaires and billionaires are that billionaires follow astrology and like being in tune with the energies of the planet and, and the earth and everything going on like oh yeah so that's how you do it like maybe there's something to that and so I'm I kind of want to give this a try I need to figure out my birth time I've never heard that before that the difference between millionaires and billionaires wow no mm-hmm. wonder why mm-hmm. I manifest that big money energy <laughs> oh yeah oh were you following your like Lear stuff <laughs> yeah because like um I mean, I know like when it's, it's the time for me to like do certain projects and tasks just based on like what my horoscope is telling me. And I don't follow it daily. Now I'm to the point where like, I can feel it in my bones when there's like a new moon or a full Mm. moon coming or like when Mm -hmm. like a retrograde is happening because I'm very in tune with it now, but it took me checking the app enough to like, know. So when I, whenever I pop in there, it always gives me like, something that's usually pretty helpful and like even just seeing that I have trouble in like so many areas of my life I'm like well that makes sense it it makes a lot of sense because I am and that's like where I'm growing so the trouble isn't necessarily like avoid all of those things it's like hey 
why are you having trouble in those areas? Like, what do you need to improve on? And honestly, like, yeah, it's, it's good to listen to your intuition, but like, think about everything out there in the universe and how big it really is and how much like control it has over our emotions and like the way that we communicate, like, I'm sure all of you listening have probably heard like when Mercury's in retrograde, everyone is like crazy or like, you know, like there's little (laughs) things like that, but like truly what it actually means is Mercury controls are the way we communicate with each other. So when it is in retrograde, we have trouble communicating our needs and our wants. So when you know, when certain planets are in retrograde, you know, when the time is to execute or to not. Oh man, that's, this is so fascinating, Aaliyah. You're inspiring me. I feel like I want to dig in. I want to dig in, figure out my moon, my rising. And, and I, I've been very hesitant because just any kind of personal profile and, and Mary, my wife, she loves all that kind of stuff. But I've just, I'm to the mindset of like, dude, I don't want someone else to tell me how I should be thinking or doing. I like, I get to choose who I want to be and how I show up to the world. However, when you're like, getting in sync with the energies and like that's I mean, that's where like the secret sauce can happen I feel like so I'm gonna give this a shot I uh like lately I've been more in tune with like okay there's been a lot of big energy this year like with all the different full moons the eclipses all sorts of every month like there is just stuff going on and I feel like the the it's just it's kind of cool it's kind of exciting but uh but yeah I'm gonna totally check this out this is gonna be a I'm just gonna do a quick random tangent when I I heard someone it. talk about astrology and how it relates to the Bible on a podcast a while ago and I was like oh wow and they talked about how you know there's 12 apostles 12 zodiac signs and they talked about all these different things in the Bible that like were that are like allegory or like it's referencing astrology and they went through all these different things and related at each month, each sign. I was like, dude, this is really weird. This is fascinating. And then I heard someone else talk about um, this thing called the, the Christ oil or like the, the Christ sacred secretion or, you know, some weird creepy thing like that. And I'm like, and it was basically how Christ was, uh, is it, is there this thing you can do with astrology where you can awaken the Christ consciousness within you? And this may sound totally weird to some people. I totally get it. This sounded weird to me, but like, it was just, it basically linked astrology. Like you follow your every month, each person, when the moon is in their sun sign, it allows this period where the, your pineal gland will like secrete this solution down your spine into your, um, into your uh, sacrum. And then like, if you wait for two days and you don't like in the Bible, it talks about not drinking and not like eating meat and not like doing all these different things and not having sex. And so if you can like not hinder these oils in your body it'll like climb jacob's ladder after the second or on the third day you know like the third day of christ rising and then it goes up to your brain to your pineal gland and where it's the land flowing with milk and honey or whatever because the solution the oil it secretes is kind of like honey looking um supposedly and anyway i experimented with this and after that i started that's when i started seeing the angel numbers everywhere and my third eye was pulsing for like days and i just was i was way more east and zened out than ever it was very subtle but i noticed like a shit in my body and it's something you can do every month apparently but anyway for that i was like 
dude, there must be something with this astrology stuff. <laughs> like there's yes. many layers because it seems yeah. so superficial and there's like this weird cultural kind of like cheesiness to it. And like, man, if the culture is trying to make this thing look cheesy, maybe there's something to it. So I don't know. I'm so excited to dig into it a little bit more and to, yeah, to see how I can kind of get more in tune with energies and, and what my spirit wants to be doing. I'm very excited for you too, also, because like you already have a great understanding of like the way that you are and like how you function and why you do the things that you do and just questioning every single move that you make. But astrology just kind of gives you the answers right there. It's like, oh, it's because my son is in Sagittarius. Like that's why I am the way I am. Don't mind me over here. <laughs> it's the cheat codes. <laughs> So I have this other app called Astro Matrix, and it tells me like where the planets are right now and what we can feel. So right mm. now, the North Node times natal Mars that starts today and that says great abilities. So then when I click on it, it says that this transit is a powerful time providing a lot of physical strength, endurance and ability. You may feel more driven, ambitious and intensely, intensely involved in life and you have more power to pursue adventures and get noticed. And Ooh. that's crazy. That starts today. And then what ends today is, uh, oh shoot. What? Look at this. It literally is telling me to pay for it. And I've never been asked for that. So I can't even look at it to tell you. Oh what the man. Heck? It is never <laughs> asked me that. Like I, I use this app every day. Apparently they just like change their stuff, but yeah, I mean like, uh, <laughs> so we have, uh, Mercury in Gemini right now. And it, uh, it's for intellectual action. So taking action on your thoughts and the way that you mm. think and doing all that. And then sun in Gemini, it says like time to talk and talk through why you are feeling the way that you're feeling and communicating and being mm. all about that. Cause that's what Gemini's are all about is just questioning everything. Is that for today? The stuff that you just wrote off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so when the sun is in a certain uh, sign, so like right now it's in Gemini, um, then everybody kind of experiences that to a certain degree. But because my rising mm. is in Gemini, I've really like resonated with a lot of the stuff that's been happening for a sun sign in Gemini as well. So knowing all of it is just so beautiful because it just connects you to everything else out there beyond us like whenever you're outside or like you know you were just like traveling um to texas i know that there's not really like a ton to see outside here but like whenever you're in a new space and a new environment and i think about like being on the mountains in utah like it just makes you realize how big the world is and if you think about just how big the world is think about the fact that like there's other worlds out there that exist. Like there's other yeah. stuff out there. And if you can connect to that and be in sync with that, you flow through life so much easier. So yeah. I'm very excited for you to figure that out. <laughs> I'm excited to, to give it a try to get it flowing. So you're also, um, There was something that you had said, and we actually, I'm going to let you, let you steer the ship here, but I, I just wanted to, to let you know, like you had, you had mentioned something in a recent episode about holding stress in your gut. And I don't, I wrote it down and it was something I've kind of heard before, but it was just like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. You it's just, 
Aaliyah, you blow me away with your vast knowledge with everything. You just seem like you. you you have like trillions of years worth of experience and you just jam-packed it into this little, your, your little body and like this little person here. And uh, anyway, I just, for some, I don't know why I even mentioned this, but I took notes from your podcast because you're just so good. But like, oh yeah, that's right. We like, there's such an integration with like the, the physical world and our emotions and I'm now I'm kind of stoked about like, okay, I need to learn how to process my emotions better. And then learning that, okay, I am not my emotions, but I experience them. And so like getting jacked up with the moon, the moon sign, tapping into how I can process emotions and then like dealing with, yeah, physical ailments that are like caused or at least have a partial cause from emotions. And so like, do you have any, is there any other tips you can give in terms of like, the harnessing your emotions or have you ever seen any like emotions come into physical manifestation or physical pain and yeah like you had mentioned with like yeah we hold anxiety in our gut and so like, you can lose weight by by letting letting that shit, let go. That shit go yeah exactly damn <laughs> you're a real listener over here that's like <laughs> my answer is just let that shit go no but yeah. um i'm actually really glad because this actually comes back to something we were talking about earlier where I was like oh I want to touch on that because Mm. I recently just read a book and I actually knocked it out in less than 24 hours because it was so good um it's called the war of art because I know that there's the Mm. art of war but this one's called the war of art and it goes into the artist mindset Stephen Pressfield I don't know who the artist is. I'm going to be honest with you. I got the book. I read it and I passed it on right away to the next nice. person. Yeah, it's on my I mean, list. I haven't read it yet, but I've been, yeah, I've heard it's You good. have a book list too? Damn, I do too. <laughs> I have a list of like all yeah. these books. I actually have one here that I want to come back to talking about. Just look at the cover. We're going to be talking oh, about this sweet. here in a second. Yeah. Is that the Akashic Field? Is that what it said? I love it. it. I love it already. Yeah, oh this gosh. is a gift to me from my really good friends along with the tarot deck but okay so the book i just read the war of art they talk about um how you can just like act on the things that you want to do and how it just takes like showing up every single day to sit down and write if you're a writer you just have to do the act and let you know follow your journey in life and do what makes you happy everything i always talk about but something in the book that really spoke to me and kind of like ties into this right here is they talk about how there's a, there's a link between people who are battling cancer and like their mindset and how they're able to overcome it. So there's a specific doctor who focuses on, okay, so you have cancer that shift happens in your brain where you're like, oh my God, like, what's the meaning of life? What's going on? You know, sometimes it takes Mm -hmm. that traumatic thing to happen for you to wake the fuck up right unfortunately but Mm -hmm. there there are people who are able to heal themselves through just changing their mindset and doing what truly makes them happy so what this person focuses on and I don't actually remember specifically if he was a doctor or just like some sort of life coach but I imagine he has a great understanding of like um everything just because people like will go to him to heal themselves through this but what he focuses on is like oh you love to play piano all right let's get you into piano lessons like Mm -hmm. I know you just found out that you have cancer but like we're gonna get through this and you're gonna chase your dreams and you're gonna live your life to the fullest from this point moving forward and 
then all of a sudden they'll come back for their next appointment or like months down the road and it's gone. It's just disappeared. Oh yeah. That's in the war. There was a story about that in the war mm-hmm. of art. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talking I didn't about realize how... it was that next level. Jeez, it's, I've got yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You'll probably like it a lot more because there is uh, like religious parts in it, but like I just kind of tied it to spirituality, but there are spiritual aspects of it when you think about it in like the vastness of the universe and not labeling things as like God or angels or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and just thinking it. about it like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really did enjoy the book. And that was like a really big takeaway was like, life is just too short to hold on to anything like that. Even a disease, like you have the ability to let that go from your body. And the reason why you have it there in the first place is because lack of attention to your body and to your inner being. So I like, I don't want to say that because I'm not a doctor. Like, I'm not trying to say that like, oh, you're going to get cancer. Like, you, you know, like that's not, that's not my place to say that. But what I'm trying to say is like, if you can just shift your mindset, if you have some sort of medical disease going on, like you might be really surprised how you can heal yourself by looking at the positive and asking yourself, why is this happening to you in the first place? Were you going like a million miles an hour before in life? And now this is like, God, the universe, whatever you want to label it as telling you that this is the time to slow down and to go on a different path in your life. Because the, this person in the story was working a job that he hated, did not like the way that he was going about mm-hmm. life, didn't like his relationship, all of that. And then just changed it and healed himself. He healed himself of cancer through changing his mindset. Like how fucking powerful is that? Dude, that's freaking glorious. I couldn't agree more with this stuff. That is, yeah, that's it. I mean, my understanding of how health and, and wellness and disease is, is that any pain or disease you have is literally your soul and your body communicating with you. And if you're out of alignment, you will get to a point where your body will like, all right, well, let's keep it going. Let's, let's, let's come on. Let's get louder and louder and louder. And so my understanding, I could be wrong. And yeah, like I'm not a doctor and you can take it or leave whatever you want, but yeah, you can't die or you can't get sick. You can't get cancer unless your body is communicating and you're out of alignment with your soul's purpose. Like, and I love that example. That's I'm totally going to check out that book, but I could not agree more. Like yes. I had severe back pain for a long time with, I have this I had the super curved spine and like, Oh, I realized every time it really freaked out on me and was painful. It was like pain where I thought oh, my body was going to collapse. I recognized there's a link with the imbalance in my relationships. And there was, there's always a link. There was always something. And when you like, oh, when you go towards that, when you like open up your throat chakra, or when you actually say the things you need to say, when you actually do the things that your body's telling you, and sometimes it can be a pain in the ass to try to figure that out. But <laughs> if you ask the questions, if you follow it, you're going to see a relief in that pain. You're going to, you're going to be able to see that. So yeah, hundred percent couldn't agree uh, yeah. more. <laughs> yes. Changing Absolutely. your environment also can completely change the way that you are the way, like the, what you're made of is everything that is coming at you because everything, your thoughts, your words, your actions, everything has a frequency and you're giving it off to other people. Like I'm sharing my energy with you, even though like, we're not even in the same room, just my voice is like transmitting energy to you and you can feel it. And everybody who's listening and it's powerful stuff, just being around people who just bring you up and make you feel good can also heal yourself that way too. 
Absolutely. I know that I'm getting a little bit rambly here, but also like going off of that, surrounding yourself with people that you, that make you feel good and bring you up, but also be that person for other people so that other people want you in their sphere of influence and they want to give you what you give to them. So that's my Absolutely. advice. <laughs> so when you, um, when you moved to Texas, did you get that shift in the atmosphere in your environment? Did that have an, a tangible effect for you? Yeah, actually. So I, whenever I travel, I like to ground myself like physically by like taking off my shoes and sinking my energy to like what's going on around me. Cause like the energy in Minnesota, completely different from the energy in Texas. Let me just tell you that right now. I mean, you were just here, but you were in Austin. So Houston is definitely different and it took me a little bit to adjust, but by grounding myself and connecting myself daily by just walking on the earth, giving Mm. my energy to the earth and allowing the earth to give me energy back. It actually helped me to adapt a lot easier to it. And, um, I do that every time. I mean, I guess I, like I take a trip or go anywhere. Like I like to take my shoes off and physically feel like the earth that I'm on and the environment that I'm in. And for some people that probably sounds really like woo woo and crazy, but truly it helped me so much to make the transition. And Mm. nobody really asks me like if I'm from Minnesota or like not from here, people assume that I'm like from here or they always say California. (laughs) which is interesting (laughs) but like I think I just jive so well with people here because I took those steps to really like be with my like environment my surroundings and I'm not saying like I changed myself for it but like I definitely made an energy shift because the way of living here is completely different from my way of life there you know Wow. That I've never, I am, I'm an avid grounder. I highly recommend it. Like blissful tip, like go outside with your, take off your shoes and your socks. It's, you'll notice something like it's, it's good. It's good. But I've never heard of like, oh, grounding to your local area or like a new area and connecting with energies of that place. That's, that's next level. That's cool. Yeah. That's Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that for a minute now. Like before I even knew anything about spirituality, I would always take my shoes off and just feel like the earth. Cause as a kid, I never had shoes on. And I know that that's why I am the way I am as an adult. So childhood trauma isn't necessarily like trauma. It's just conditioning from your childhood. Like that's like, it makes me, made me feel good as a kid. So now as an adult, I've just carried that on over. And then I learned that there are actually like spiritual practices around taking your shoes off and being one with the earth. And then it started to make sense on why I was like feeling the way I was feeling and thinking the way I was thinking because I'm giving my love to the earth and the earth has always given me love back and for supporting each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I dig it. I want to go grounding right now. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to have you back on the But How podcast and I'm very excited to um, listen to your podcast when it comes out. So by the time y'all listen to this, it will probably be released. Actually, it will be because I'm going to hold off until you get your podcast going. So make sure that you guys go follow the link in the description and go support my friend here who has helped me to make this podcast and find my voice. And now we're just helping each other. And hopefully you guys have taken away at least something from this episode. And if not, 
go back, listen to some old ones, hop over to Briggs podcast, check out what he has to say. And yeah, let's all just grow together and let's all just have the best life that we possibly can. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. Aaliyah, you're an absolute treasure. You're, you're my cosmic you homie. So yes, you're you are such my a cosmic blessing. homie as well. <laughs> yeah. The universe awesome. put so much. us in each other's paths for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very thankful for your time today and being on the podcast. I had a blast and I know that my viewers are really going to, to love this episode. So thank you again so much for your time. And, um, Besides the podcast, do you have any other social media platforms where you would like others to reach you on? You know, if there's somebody and that really took something away from it that you said and they want to reach out to you, like how can the audience find you on what social platform would you like to plug? <laughs> yeah, 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 we can just rock Instagram. You can, uh, let me just double check what my handle is. I think it's changed it a while back yeah on instagram send me a dm i'd love to chat with you if anything piqued your interest um i'm an absolute open book if you go to yeah instagram the briggs just at the briggs t-h-e briggs is b-r-e-e-g-s amazing and i'll have that linked in the show notes for everybody to go click the link head over there and follow my cosmic homie <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks so much, Aaliyah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. And uh, we'll see you next time for part two. All righty.